Andy, my dude, have you heard of the magical website builder known as Squarespace? Ugh, not another Squarespace ad. I feel like every podcast is sponsored by them. <laughs> hey, 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 don't knock it till you try it. Yes, okay, it is overhyped. But actually, it lives up to the hype. Squarespace is like a website fairy godmother. With a click of a button, your site transforms into a beautiful masterpiece. A website fairy godmother? That sounds interesting. What makes it so magical? Well, for starters, those slick templates make anyone look like a professional web designer. Pick one, customize the colors and fonts to match your brand, and voila. Plus, the drag-and-drop fluid engine is so easy, your grandma could build a site on Squarespace. Well, she did knit me a lovely scarf last Christmas. Maybe website design is next. Exactly. And when you're ready to sell your Nana's handmade scarves online, Squarespace has built-in e-commerce. Add a store with one click. Get flexible payment options. Then watch those sales roll in. And when she wants to teach others her steezy scarf skills, Squarespace's new courses feature is just the ticket. Nana can set up her curriculum and enrollments and payments in a snap and become the next e-knitting influencer. Wow, you really sold me with the grandma angle. Sign me up for that free try. Just go to thenextreel.com slash Squarespace and transform your site into a beautiful Squarespace masterpiece. Well, thanks, Pete. Even though it's overhyped, Squarespace actually sounds perfect for Nana's site's needs. Appreciate the warning on the ads, though. I'll brace myself next time I listen to a podcast. Anytime. Let me know if you need any help getting that site up and running. Andy, can you believe we've almost hit 700 episodes of The Next Reel? I know, it's crazy. And with all the other episodes in our family of podcasts, we are well over 1,200 episodes of movie conversation. It's really pretty amazing that we've gotten to have these in-depth movie chats every week for over a decade now. And we couldn't have done it without our loyal community of film fans. Their support over the years has meant so much. For sure. That reminds me, we should give the merch store a shout out. Buying shirts from thenextreel.com slash merch is a great way listeners can continue to support the show. Plus, they get to support our great designs. Absolutely. I think sometimes folks forget we have a variety of shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more available. In fact, a great place to start is with a shirt sporting the Next Reel's logo. We also have that classic Fast Times Spicoli Surf School tee, or the weirdly popular Rusty's European Tour shirt. The one from National Foods European Vacation. Why is that so popular? <laughs> Search me, but we have sold a ridiculous number of those. I guess there are a lot of Rusties taking trips to Europe? We're always adding new designs based on movies we've covered, like our brand new design for a streetcar named Desire, featuring a streetcar named Desire. So if you want to rep your love of TNR and films, head to thenextreel.com slash merch. Every purchase helps us continue to have these weekly in-depth conversations. So visit thenextreel.com slash merch today. And as always, thanks for listening and being a part of the Next Real community. We've got lots more great movie chats coming your way. Welcome to the Next Real Shorts, everybody. I'm Pete Wright, and that there is Andy Nelson. Hello, hello. You, If you've been listening to the show for a while, you know we're in the middle of this mini-series, a mini-series on the movie sites and the movie people that we adore. Today, we are talking about one of the most fantastic pieces of internet glue that keeps our movie lives together. We are so thrilled to welcome Matthew Buchanan, co-founder of Letterboxd.com. Matthew, welcome to the show. Thank you, guys. It's uh, great to be here. We are just 
uh, thrilled to talk to you about this site. It is, uh, it, I don't know, Andy, when did we start using it? Well, I started using it um, personally uh, before we started using it on the show. I think we started using it on the show about midway through. So, uh, you know, about, I don't know, it feels like 100 episodes ago or so. Yeah, I think you're about right. It's, it, it is one of the things we talk about every single episode, and we know many of our listeners uh, have have their uh, lists on, on letterbox.com. Tell us, uh, Matthew, a little bit about the origins of the site. Why why this? Uh, why, why choose to spend your time on this particular uh, kind of site? Sure. Well, this goes back, uh, goes back a little way. I guess for me and the people I work with, we really was sort of looking around and we had social sites where we could share our photos and, you know, Twitter and, and, and other places like that. But we didn't really feel like there was a great home for, uh, for sharing what we loved about uh, the world of film. So uh, I sort of, uh, we, I'm a co-founder also of a small development uh, design and development house. Uh, and so we built, you know, smallish products before, but we thought let's challenge ourselves and think about what we would do if we were going to build some sort of a, a social tool around film watching. And uh, I guess it took probably a couple of years. This is back dating back, I guess, 2009 is when I first started seriously thinking about it, started to draw up some sort of awful looking, I would never show that, share them with you, awful looking <laughs> initial, <laughs> initial, initial mock-ups. But I would I would I would sit down and I would and I would sort of try to convey what was in my mind onto the screen and it wouldn't work and I'd step away from it for six months and and then I'd suddenly get a burst of energy and I'd come back and do it again and and by I guess sort of later in 2010 I was actually thinking wow this is this is starting to take shape and you know as far as what I imagined and translating that to, to something that I could see would be a real product so um, we decided as a team that we would put some time into into building this and uh, and see where it took us. So um, we spent, I guess, the better part of 2010 uh, building out to a point where we could launch, and our private beta was uh, was launched in uh, was 2011. Uh, at, um, at, yeah, it was 2011 Brooklyn beta, uh, the conference in New York. Uh, and we sort of showed a five-minute video of what the site could do to a to a crowd of about 300. I've never been more nervous in my life <laughs> getting up on that stage. But uh, the um, the response was great, and people wanted to come and talk to me about it afterwards. And uh, and so we handed out heaps of little little sort of uh, codes to get yourself in um, prior to a public launch, and uh, and we started to sort of you know have people on board and it was a slow start but that built from there now how much of the the site was actually there at that time like how did it evolve from what, what you guys started with like did it start with just a diary uh what what uh, was kind was, of the growth of it so the film pages were all in there the film diary and reviews were all in there and the list making although it probably wasn't quite as um as built out as it is now that was in there too so I guess that was the when we started. For me, the sort of the film diary side of the service and the list making were the two kind of key areas that I thought would be the ones to focus on and the ones that would, you know, got sort of. We all love to sort of 
group movies and have our lists of favorites and, and so forth. And But we also, like me personally, and I know a lot of our members, are very sort of OCD about uh, – about keeping track of uh, of everything that we watch, and we've had we've had we had somebody that um, that went back under their bed, found a shoebox full of every um, movie or every ticket stub that they'd seen since the late 1960s, wow. I think, and meticulously went through and uh, and entered them on the site. So it's That's that level dedication. of that level of obsession that uh, that um, we really wanted to cater for with that side of it. So I think, you know, you'd, you'd recognize it as, as being similar to the letterboxd of today, but we've, we've layered a whole lot more uh, on top of that. Um, and, uh, and we've got, you know, uh, plenty more to come, let's that, say. That, that description of, of that user, right? The user with the decades of ticket stubs under his bed, uh, is that the person that you're targeting with this site? I, I mean, when you look at the, if you think about your ideal user, the, the person that you are developing for uh, as you guys are rolling out new features, uh, who, who's that person? I mean, I think that that definitely is, that's where we started. We started with, you know, the people that we knew would, that we could encourage, you know, by saying, hey, you know, you could keep a, a diary of all the films you watch. And that's, that is enough for for the, the the film geek or the film obsessive to say yes, that's something I want to do. I want to share that with uh, with the world. Uh, and I think as we as we as we grow, um, perhaps we're sort of starting to look at uh, at a wider demographic. At um, at you know the you know and t- to me, everyone that has a Netflix subscription everyone that you know that goes to the cinema is a is a potential user of the site not all of them are, are that obsessive about it some just like to go and uh, and watch a film but we uh, we really want to um, you know sort of sort of grow in a way that we can uh, appeal to to uh, that sort of slightly wider demographic than the than the complete obsessive Film nut. Well, what I love about it is, you know, poking around on there and reading people's reviews and thoughts of movies is it's it's clear as you kind of go through it that it really is a place for people who love movies. It's not just professionals. It's not just um, you know casual fans. It's I mean it's, it's it's such a wide swath of people, and it's great to kind of you know get into conversations with with such a, a wide variety of whether it's a film critic or or you know just a like a film student. And I think yeah, that's that great. Was, that that was really important. That you know there are so many outlets for professional film critics online. Uh, we didn't want to recreate that. We're thrilled that some of those critics have chosen to also uh, post um, sort of short reviews and, and and other material onto Letterboxd, and that's absolutely you know couldn't make us happier. But really, uh, it we wanted to be that place, that voice where. Um, where we amateur critics could uh, could also take a wee uh, a wee stab at, uh, at at getting our opinions uh, of what we love and what we uh, didn't find so great. Who's the, the as you look at people as you you see people cross your your screen who are, have started to use Letterbox? Who's who's is there anyone out there who who come came to you as just a gobsmacking surprise? Well, we have we have a few that um, that I whose who's writing I enjoy. Um, Matt Singer is uh, is one. He's sort of he seems like a, a great sort of everyman, but uh, has has 
published some of the funniest reviews that I've seen on the site. Um, David Ehrlich is, uh, has been through a number of different uh, sort of posts. He was with Film.com for a while, then with Little White Lies in the UK, and now he is a staff writer at Rolling Stone. Uh, and uh, he makes uh, great use of the site. And there's uh, guys like Glenn Kenny and um, uh, Keith Phipps from, the, from uh, the Dissolve, May It Rest in Peace. And, uh, and really, there's a, there's a, there's a ton of, uh, of, of those sort of caliber of, um, of users like Nigel Floyd uh, and um, uh, yeah, from, uh, as, a, as a film critic in the UK, and, uh, and he uses it a bit. Uh, Roger Avery, the producer of Pulp Fiction, oh, has, sure. uh, has a, 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 an account. Uh, I don't think he, he writes a lot of reviews, but he, uh, he keeps, uh, keeps all of his film watching and rating uh, on the site, so yeah, it's uh, it's terrific to see that um, that sort of I guess you know people that are famous uh, or or moderately famous in the in the world of film criticism jumping on and uh, and and sharing this stuff. The uh, just a, a spinoff of that particular question, you know, we're coming. You're you're in Auckland, New Zealand, right now. Uh, and, it, you know, here we are in, you know, Portland and uh, Arizona, U.S. Um, we love Letterboxd. We love the sort of global community that you guys have created. How how broad is your reach? You know, how big is the site right now? Is that something you're talking about? Yeah, we don't, we don't sort of make a big deal about that. We we always want it to be, to be sort of getting uh, bigger and bolder. Um, we're at about a quarter million uh, member accounts currently, um, and I think globally, like I, I think it's just a bit less, maybe forty-five percent of membership is in North America, uh, followed by another twenty, twenty-five percent in Europe. So you know we're we're building and uh, and developing the site in New Zealand, but really it was never our. It was always our our intention. That it have a global focus and uh, and, and attract uh, users from all over the world, and you know there's a huge community in Brazil that uses it, and uh, it's um, really I think you know it's uh, all of the language that we have on the site is written with uh, with no use and words like color and, uh, and favorite, <laughs> so that probably <laughs> probably a little tip to the fact that we were thinking. Uh, um, really about the very important North American market that uh, was at the, the forefront of our thinking. Well, a quarter of a million accounts is nothing to shake a stick at. Thank you. Yeah, well, uh, let's um, let's push it to, to the next million and, uh, and beyond. I think that's uh, where we're, uh, we're very keen to accelerate the growth as, uh, sure. as much as we can. I, I'm really curious because um, you guys use this uh, site to kind of track all the movies that you have uh, called TMDB. And we're also used to IMDb. I'm, I'm just so curious about this TMDb versus IMDb and what the difference is and why you guys use TMDb. Sure. So I think you know, it all came down to, uh, at the time when we were first uh, looking at where what the data source was going to be, we, we looked around at a few. And uh, TMDb is a free crowdsourced alternative to IMDb. Um, I think at the time that we were first building out the infrastructure of the site, we looked at, at licensing IMDb's data, but you know, we're a small non-funded uh, sort of uh, portion of a, of a small studio and they were asking, I think, 10,000 US dollars per annum to, uh, to license us their data, whereas um, TMDB was uh, 
is is free to use even for commercial ventures. So I think for us at that time, just starting out, it was a it's kind of a, a no-brainer that we would um, choose and support the uh, the crowdsourced uh, alternative um, rather than putting our hand into uh, into our empty wallets. So <laughs> gotcha, um, gotcha. So you know, I think it, we it, we've certainly found that TMDB has uh, probably you know it, it does not have the the um, the breadth of the IMDb's titles, but in terms of the popular mainstream titles, there isn't a single one that, that isn't represented uh, in, to, you know, in, in great detail on TMDB. And, and because it's crowdsourced, if anything's ever missing, you know that it can be added within a few hours uh, for you to log it, um, rather than uh, you know, going through a process with IMDb, which I'm sure would take uh, substantially longer to submit and yeah, as, as somebody who has submitted to both of them, uh, it, it is definitely easier on TMDB. I will I will attest to that. You know, as we talk about, uh, as you talk about the kind of the growth of the site, uh, you know, it, it, what does your development cycle look like? I mean, are you are you working on a, kind of a new major release, or do you you regularly iterate with new smaller features and and uh, anything we we can look forward to, uh, like potentially I, I don't know. Um, uh, landing pages for profile pages for uh, podcasts. <laughs> I'm just, I don't know yeah, where that came from. A little bird. Really quick, yeah. know what I mean? Know what I mean? <laughs> that's probably uh, potentially a little ways into the future. We've always had this idea and I don't like to sort of, you know, pre-announce anything. So this is simply what we have tossed around. But um, the, the idea of sort of, of groups, uh, of, of groups that you, members can belong to sort of within the site um, for discussing a, a film or, uh, or a topic uh, it's been something that we, we have thought about public private groups perhaps I think there's a, we're a little ways from that but that's definitely in our thinking and I think you know podcasts or uh, film societies or you know, anything of that nature I think that would be a, a terrific addition to the site to uh, were we to support that um, we do iterate quite often on the site, but it's always um, sort of small uh, incremental feature releases rather than uh, rather than a sort of a huge new version in one time. The last um, sort of year and a half, we have spent um, splitting time between developing an API, and the API is in support of what's coming first will be our iPhone app, which... Uh, um, we're, which we're Ooh. hoping to ship. We're hoping to ship in the next uh, month or two. Uh, the patron members of the site have all had uh, access to the beta releases of the iPhone app since about, I guess, November last year, uh, and the feedback's been great. So that's uh, that's um, something to look forward to, and once the iPhone app is out uh, for for everyone then our next step is to ready the API uh, so that uh, other uh, parties, third parties, will be able to have API access into the network and, uh, and we imagine there'll be uh, all sorts of ideas that, um, that can leverage upon uh, what has turned out to be quite a thorough um, sort of coverage of the features of the site so far. So. That's sort of what we spent the last year doing. We don't, we're not able to, you know, devote a whole team full time to 
working on the site, unfortunately. It, uh, you know, we get uh, a little bit of revenue from our paid members, bless them. Uh, but really, our we also have, as you can imagine, substantial costs and server servers and uh, and bandwidth and so forth. So it, um, we uh, we spend the time that we're able to, and uh, we're always. You know, that's another reason for us to really be pushing for more growth, so that we can afford to spend more time on on developing new cool features for uh, for everyone that loves the site. Absolutely, yeah. You already have a lot of great features, and and uh, yeah, having the phone app would be great. And I mean, just really anything you guys uh, keep developing with it, I'm sure people will love. When you look at it, though, and and what you guys have achieved with the site overall, what are you most proud of? What what things that are on the site just uh, make you really smile? Uh, I mean, I think you know, f- for me personally, it's really just the it's it's the whole it's the whole thing. Uh, it's it's not one particular feature here or there i you know i just i love the way that 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 people have got so passionately engaged uh you know you have to look at only have to look at um sally jane's review of the danish girl to see that there's you know several hundred comments on there over a thousand likes on her review i think and uh it's it's to get a, a group of people that sort of excited and uh, and engaged is um, is tremendous to me. So I think you know our greatest achievement is just having built something from nothing that is now used by you know hundreds of thousands of people uh, globally, which uh, is um, you know on a on a sort of a a, uh, a personal level is is really the, the best thing that, that that we've done. And and you know there's lots of small things that I think uh, are cool, but the, the, the sum of the parts is where is where it really works. Yeah, and I, I think, yeah, like you said, just the different sorts of reviews. And, I mean, I personally have been really enjoying – I'm totally blanking on uh, the person now, but uh, the user who is writing the reviews, like he's watching movies with his mom and then writing uh, right. her yes. reviews for her. <laughs> yeah, we featured them on the latest uh, – call sheet newsletter and uh and they tweeted their excitement about being uh about being mentioned yeah very funny good stuff in those reviews so uh matthew you've got your own site uh matthewbuchanan.name and you write things that are similar to the kinds of things that we would see on letterbox but in a a little bit broader you also have a battery indicator on your uh, navigation bar, which tickles me to no end. That, that might be the first time that uh, that someone has has publicly uh, mentioned that back to me. It's actually <laughs> the the battery indicator is timed to the to the time of day uh, for me. So so when it's uh, when it's you know seven or eight a.m. here, it's on a hundred percent, and then it depletes over the course of the day till about you know ten or eleven p.m. when it uh, when it shows as empty, and then overnight it shows a little recharge. So I just thought. <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> I cannot brilliant. tell you yeah, how tickled a- I am by that. <laughs> Yeah. Little feature. Well, thank That's you, so thank you. I'm uh, I'm tickled that you uh, that you noticed. Oh, jeez. Uh, that's I mean that that site. I was uh, I was much more sort of prolific on that site in years gone by. It's uh, it's powered by Tumblr, and I have to say, in the last few years, um, that my 
putting time into letterbox to sort of taken away from the from the spare time that I used to spend uh, trawling the internet for for great things to post on there. So <laughs> volume of posts is probably a little bit less than than it once was. But uh, yeah, thank you for noticing. Well, it, it, it that's all right. It's uh, it, it's. Yeah, I can see it's it is definitely slowed down, but it's still a it's still a fascinating little piece of of your uh, of your identity, and and so I wonder how you characterize yourself as a film fan. What kind of a film fan fan are you, and and uh, where do you get your movie news? What are your favorite movie sites? Right. Well, I used to be a big uh, a big reader of the Dissolve. Uh, I guess most of my movie news comes from Twitter now, uh, and just following you know along with a few publications. And uh, I'm a huge fan of Little White Lies, which I mentioned previously, which is a, a, a both an online and a print publication in the UK. Uh, they have uh, a really great point of view, and uh, and so I think I think that's you know, for many many years before. Um, for the internet, uh, I was a, an avid reader of Empire magazine, uh, the UK uh, edition of that, and I had literally stacks and stacks of cardboard boxes of back issues, which I very sadly parted with a few years back uh, to some lucky, lucky uh, eBay sort of uh, purchaser, I, uh, as I recall, um, and that was where for a long time, you know, pre-internet. My, where, where my interest in film came from. I, I, I quite like reading the behind-the-scenes stuff. I devoured director commentaries. Uh, I, I think in another life I may have been someone that, uh, that, that would have worked in the film industry or in computer graphics or, or something like that. I've dabbled uh, in, in, uh, in, a, in a previous uh, sort of part of my career with, with 3D uh, graphics and so forth. So in terms of my film interests i quite like the sort of claustrophobic sort of small stories told in in, uh, in limited spaces i uh, enjoy a lot of sci-fi but also um, you know uh, um, genres that really sort of uh, play to that feeling of paranoia and, and those uh, those sort of uh uh things so that's that's really where where you'll find me but really my film interests are are pretty broad, uh, as as you'll probably see from from looking at the through my profile page, and uh, it's um, yeah, it's great to be able to have a an online place where I can collect those thoughts. You how much you you say you 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 also are co-founder of another um, uh, another design firm. How much of your time do you and your team spend on letterboxed versus you know kind of the day job? Sure. I, I guess um, it's probably around twenty percent. Uh, it's it's hard to say. It differs week to week. It, you know, we 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 use our, our client services business to support the you know, work that we do on Letterboxd, and so it will differ, you know, uh, on a on a month by month basis as uh, as as you know we work on different projects, but. Um, but at any one time, there's generally one or two of our team of eleven who are who are you know spending their days on on letterboxd and uh it's um yeah as i said we'd love to be able to put more time into it and uh and the success of the of the site will uh continued success of the site will enable us to do that well it is a fantastic site i am constantly uh checking in and tracking everything that i watch on it and uh, have all my little lists and uh it just it's a great resource for me so i don't have to 
rely on scraps of paper for all that sort of stuff anymore. So I really love it. Um, is there any place that uh, you should, uh, if people want to find more about you or, or, or the site, they should go check out different blogs or uh, Twitter accounts, etc.? Uh, well, we've got our we've got Letterboxd uh, on Twitter, which is uh, my personal Twitter is uh, MRB, uh, and uh, you'll find me there. Uh, and other than that, I think uh, just uh, on on Letterboxd.com itself is uh, is the best place to sort of stay tuned. Most announcements will be posted on our blog, and uh, and we're pretty good at announcing everything on Twitter as well. Well, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and, and help you on this one because you've already mentioned it once. I, I got to plug the call sheet newsletter. Uh, is that an automatic thing when you sign up? You're automatically subscribed to it? Yeah, you are by default unless you opt out. So Okay, so, uh, so the message then to, is don't opt yeah. out because it's, yeah. it's great. <laughs> it really yeah, is. It goes to about 170,000 uh, every month. So it's... Um, that's the the audience there, and uh, that uh, that reviewer and his mo- his mother will be uh, pleased to note that they've arrived in one hundred and seventy thousand inboxes. Well deserved. Well deserved. Matthew, this is such a treat. Thank you so much for uh, spending your time with us this uh, this I, I guess no afternoon. Uh, we yeah yeah it is afternoon. Yeah, thank you so much for having me and. Uh, I hope to speak to you in the future. Absolutely. Uh, for uh, again, everybody, Matthew Buchanan, uh, from uh, co-founder and and one of the team uh, at Letterboxed.com. And and if you haven't heard of it, it's Letterboxed with no trailing e. B o x d dot com. Uh, go there, sign up. You can follow us at the next reel and uh, join the community at Letterboxd. It's just great. Very very nice, high quality discussion and great reviews. Uh, Matthew Buchanan, thank you. Uh, Thank you, guys. On, See you at the movies. <laughs> oh, is a closer? Is a closer? He's already closed the show for us. I'm so <laughs> so elegant. And you know, I also have to say, not to prolong the thing, but uh, you have one of the classiest headshots uh, of anybody that has come across our show. Uh, it's like old school silver tone, uh, black and white. It is. Very classy. It feels like you Thank should you. be. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it was done with a tintype process in San Francisco last time I was there. There's a little, I uh, can't remember the name of it, a little shop down there uh, in an in a out-of-the-way place that um, that has a proper original uh, sort of setup with a tintype camera. And wow. uh, they, they did the, I went into the development room and watched them uh, put all the chemicals on and, and process it. It's, uh, it's pretty um, amazing cool. to to watch <laughs> well it the, the results uh, speak for themselves very classy guy this matthew buchanan uh so thank you so much on behalf of uh andy nelson i'm pete wright and uh, we'll catch you next week on the on the real show thanks everybody I love the conversations that so many of our hosts have had on their shows. Steve and JJ on Trailer Rewind, Ray and Ocean on Silver Linings, even Tommy's short-lived No, No, Wait, Hear Me Out. And so many films they've discussed started out as a book, a play, or even a TV series. Well, now you can support our whole family of podcasts by using our new Originals page to buy the original source material used to inspire films covered on our shows. Just visit thenextreel.com slash originals. Your purchases made through our links give us a small commission at no extra cost to you and allow us to keep having these fantastic conversations. It's a wonderful way to support the show. Producing these podcasts week after week require a ton of work behind the scenes. 
If you'd like to help support our efforts, try using our originals page when shopping for books and movies that we've covered. It's your one-stop shop for Amazon and Apple links where you can buy the book, play, video game, movie, etc. upon which the movie is based. Original material for trailer rewind movies like If Beale Street Could Talk, The Goldfinch, Aniara, or The Two Faces of January. Or Silver Linings movies like Repo Men, which was based on the repossession Mambo. Plus, by using those links to buy books, Amazon and Apple show us a little bit of love, which allows you to support our family of shows with minimal effort. Visit thenextreel.com slash originals. It's a fantastic way to support the show and find a great book to read. That's right. Head over to thenextreel.com slash originals to find your next read and get started today. 